1: Let's go right now. Let's go to the BetQL guest line. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place that first bet without checking with BetQL. BetQL analyzes every game to find you the most profitable betting opportunities. Get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com. Joining us now, Nikki Javala. What's up, Nikki? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am fantastic. Your buddy is at uh, jury duty today. I heard that. Yeah, and he's hilarious. He's sending he send a lot of pictures. He's very sad.
2: Is he going to be like quarantined? Do you think? Do you think he gets on like a two week like massive trial? Oh, I ho- I'm
1: i hoping he doesn't. <laughs> 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 I walked in here this morning, expected him to be rolling in here, and he did. I said, "Ooh, boy!" But now, <laughs> good football this weekend, Nikki. What what surprised you the most over the weekend?
2: Um. A lot, uh the Cowboys implosion was pretty shocking uh-huh. um did not expect that at all i mean i I thought they'd win that game um maybe not easily, but I thought they'd certainly win it, and they just they were came unraveled. I mean, it was bad on every front. um I thought um I thought Mike McCarthy might lose his job over that one, maybe he still does. I don't mm. know um but yeah, that was probably the most shocking to me.
1: That look on Jerry's face, uh, he he wasn't happy. No. No, he was not. (laughs) No, he was not. He seemed like some heads are going to turn. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then to watch Philadelphia come back and do basically the same thing, but they played that bad down the stretch. They Uh, did. Dallas, on the other hand, did not play that bad.
2: No. I mean, it's weird just watching because – the NFC East is just coming unglued. Like in this round, it's just it's wild. Um, but yeah, I I don't think Philly. I mean, they they put Jalen Hurts in such a terrible position. Um, but you know, I, it's, there's so many things with that game. I think the thing I'm most sad about, though, is that Jason Kelsey is retiring. Yeah. Because I I mean, I know Washington fans don't care about that, um, but. You know, I, I think he was a really fun player to watch. You know, certainly one of the best centers of his time.
1: I think so. people don't understand the importance of a center and, and how good oh, it yeah. is when you have a great one. Jeff Bosick was that guy I played four years, I mean, in four, four Super Bowls. And then you look at Kelsey, the tush-push thing is where he normally starts everything. Yep. He gets more than everybody else. The guy yesterday got lower than him. Uh, he He's consistent with his snaps to where he's not snapping it all over the place. You know, and the guy would get down the field and does something and he was funny as hell. So I, I enjoy so listening to him talk.
2: Yeah, no, so funny. It was such a good player. It seemed like a really good teammate too. Um, always good in the media, you know. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think he was a he was a really good one. So it's kind of a bummer that he's leaving, but you know, happens to everybody, so um, but, yeah, I, I think for the for the division as a whole, not a great weekend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't. But, like, I asked the question this morning. I was talking with Landfield and I came up with this. Like, you know, watching this weekend and watching what happened in Dallas, watch what happened in Philadelphia, and then you start hearing the, ru- the rumors and the rumblings, does this give you a little bit more hope for the commanders? Because today at 2 o'clock you all will be meeting Adam Peters for the first time. And we that, yeah. a lot of excitement comes with that. So the excitement Absolutely. is coming here in D C which is we're not used to that. Well, we got all right. the excitement and everybody else is in, in uh turmoil.
2: Right. No, I I think it's a really hopeful time in Washington. Um and I always hate to be the pessimist, but like I felt I felt like last off season was really hopeful just with new ownership coming in, you started to see fans return. Felt like they had on paper a decent roster yeah. and then that just kind of tanked but i feel like now they they're starting to get the right people at the top which matters for everything really um you look at adam Peters' track record i think that speaks for itself what he did in in denver what he went on to do in san francisco learning um under scott Pioli and bill belichick in new england and really just working his way up from the very bottom. I mean, this is a guy that started as a a Juco tight end, Mm. transferred to UCLA as a walk-on D end, and then took the lowest-level scouting job um, in New England and just worked his way up over the last 20 years. Um, I think that that should give this fan base a a ton of hope. Um, Well-respected guy just with his, his talent evaluation, which I think has been Something they've really needed here. Um, there have been a lot of personnel misses, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I think it's a really it's a good time to be a Washington fan, um, but there's still so much work to be done. Yes. Um, so we'll we'll see where they take it, but yeah, I mean the rest of the division is just you look at the Giants too. All those reports coming out about um, yeah. Dable and Wink and all the you know internal fighting there, not great. So nah. you know, it, it seems like
1: everything changed now. Everybody else yeah. they got the. They got the uh, issues like we used to always have. But uh, right. we're talking to Nikki Javallo on the BetQL guest line. Nikki, the, like, you have been around a lot of football. You covered teams and all. You watch this team. And I, listen, I've heard players talk about there wasn't a the culture. And when I hear certain players say, oh, we didn't have a culture, and I'm looking at you, are a veteran player. Why didn't you try to establish one? Right. Uh, and you, I... you've seen cultures on teams. Right. What is this team missing?
2: I learned to despise the word culture anymore because it's just, you know, if you're winning, you're happy. If you're losing, you're not. Yeah. Um, in the most simplistic view of it, that's the truth. Um, You know, I think the culture here was was eroded by the person at the top. You know, it was just some not so great people throughout the building. Yeah. Yeah. but the culture is always going to be set by the head coach, and yeah, like you said, the veteran players. But you got to be winning too, and if you're losing constantly, it takes a toll on everybody, and you know nobody's going to be happy. Yeah. Um But you know, I, I, they they got to start building up this team. I mean, just you know, I look at some, what some of the other teams do, and it's it's so easy to compare. I know every team does this. You know, how do they get a quarterback, and this team didn't, but that they for years this team talked about how good the offensive line was and then they decimated the offensive line. Mm-hmm. And I just I will never understand that. The good teams have really strong lines. And there's multiple ways to develop it, like Detroit built theirs through the draft, but that's not the only way, of course. Yeah. But and you and you gotta get a quarterback. I mean there's no way to get around that. I know this franchise especially has one with, you know, I guess players maybe people wouldn't consider elite. But I think you need at least a very good quarterback to win in this league anymore.
1: You know, um, know what they consistently had when they had all those, like we, we talk about like coach Gills won with three quarterbacks, yeah. three different running backs. They had the line. But they had that offensive line and that offensive line yeah. is as good as any out there. That yeah. is why they won. You know, yeah. it's not just because he just threw up. When you have that good of an offensive line
2: and you have backups that are just as good as they are,
1: you yeah. win. Yeah.
2: Right. I mean, the, that line can mask a lot of the deficiencies of quarterback, like not all, I mean, the quarterback is still the most important position in my mind, but it can mask a lot of the deficiencies and that's obviously critical to the run game. I mean, you need those guys up front. I I feel like sometimes people pay attention to them only when they mess up, (laughs) but like that group is just so vital and they've, they've tried to go cheap and they've, they've, you know, I, I get maybe they couldn't, they couldn't keep sheriff with the salary, but,
1: you know, to lose
2: Trent Williams, to lose Brandon Sheriff. I mean, jeez. Yeah, it's it, it's it's
1: it's at a point now where, and I'm hoping Adam Peters comes in and get everything how it's supposed to be. I know, like you said, it's a hard job. It's a lot of work that needs to be done. But I, I just see, I'm watching the teams he was on, and mm-hmm. the things they've done, and mm-hmm. I, I would think that since he's coming here now, he's not going to change up what he was. You know, right? And, and like for me. Uh, we seem to have the first thing in place, as you should, as a general manager. Mm-hmm. Coaches, are you – any other coaches jumping to this thing? Because I heard they were going to be interviewing Dan Quinn, and after watching that game yesterday, I don't think we want
2: to interview him. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to take one game and judge him completely on that. I think he's still a very good coach, but – I saw you know, too many guys running a-
1: wide open, Nicky.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It was not a great. It's funny because I feel like this weekend was such a, a massive trial for so many of the coaching candidates that the commanders are looking at. You know, Bobby Sloak, great weekend for him. <laughs> like, his stock went up, right? Um, ben Johnson had a pretty good day. Um, you know, Dan Quinn, eh, not so much. Um, you know, Aaron Glenn on the defensive side for Detroit ooh, had its moments. Um, but, you know, I, I I I mean Ben Johnson is, is sitting at the very top. That's the that's the guy and it's it you know, unless he completely blows his interviews or he has a better alternative, which, you know, he's gonna have options and that's one thing that Josh Harris said they have to consider as they go through this process is they want the top candidates and the mm-hmm. top candidates usually have alternatives. Well, the one I worry about is is Tepper. Nobody seems to really wanna work for him, but the man has been you know, willing to throw Paying around a, a lot, lot of money. money, and might he give a young head coach more say in personnel if he asks for it? We'll see. Um, well, Lanfield
1: believes Detroit is going to be in the Super Bowl, so we got to wait a long time for that one. Mm,
2: I mean, <laughs> it was fun to watch. I was at the game last weekend. That was that was pretty fun. That was pretty fun.
1: Yeah, I was, I, I pull for them. You know, when they put all those players, former
2: players, on that coaching staff, I yeah. really want them to. I want them to succeed. Yeah. You know? They're a very likable team. Very likable team. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and but like you talk about the culture. I mean, to me, that's the team that you kind of look at as a model of. You know, this is a team that was you know drags for for years. You know, um, and they come in and completely rebuild it. But again, I look at their line. Look at look at how they developed that line. Uh-huh. You know, and, and that's helped golf revive its career. They get in the right coaches to develop players. Um, you know, I, I, I just, you know, all these pieces are critical. And then everybody seems to be on the same page, which I think is another thing that was missing here. Um, I felt like every year this team is kind of trying to change its identity and, and, you know, that's where we're going.
1: That's the thing I never liked because I felt every coach that came in always said he had to get his players, which meant that that's two to three years where you're going to be down and then by the time you come up, you lost too much, and the coach they will let go. I right. feel like I'm looking at at uh, Houston. They won right. three games last year. Yeah. They're in the playoffs this year, and right. they look like a team that could cause some problems. Yep. So I yeah. just I just want I would I, I wish you could just see the future and know that we're going to be somewhere like they are, but you never know. Yeah. You
2: know? Yeah, but you know, it's look at what CJ Stroud is doing. You get the right quarterback. You know, and it's D'Amico Ryan's clearly is. I, I just I love what he's done, um, but a lot of it you get the right quarterback changes the the future for everybody.
1: Oh yeah, that, that's totally true. Well, when you go into the press conference today, what is it that you're looking for from uh, Adam Peters?
2: I want to know sort of his approach and how he envisions building out this front office and kind of building out the staff. Um, also, curious to hear kind of what he's learned over the years having. Worked from the very very bottom and worked his way up, but also learning behind you know Belichick and the scouts in New England, then going to to Denver, working with that group, working with Elway and building up that, um, and then going to San Francisco with Shanahan and John Lynch, and you know he's been in some really good yeah. spots and he's helped find some really good players. So just any insight on just how he approaches this um, and what his make sure you ask some
1: questions about the linebackers because I see he knows how to pick those.
2: Yeah, no, he knows how to pick. <laughs> He's picked some good DBs, too. Like, Chris Harris Jr. was... He almost... Chris Harris Jr., the fourth slot corner for Denver on their Super Bowl 50 team, like, he almost... He didn't make the initial roster. Like, people pounded the table for him at the last minute, and he turned into, like, this all-pro. Mm-hmm. And he's a really good... But that is, you know, another one that Adam Peters helped find. And, like, you know... I don't know that you had to search too far to find Von Miller. But, yeah, he's had some good guys... Danny's race in there yeah. on their Super Bowl team. He's had some good linebackers for sure. You know, I'm
1: looking at um, was it Warner?
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, he's a bad man. Yeah.
2: No, there's nobody better in the league now <laughs> at middle linebacker than Fred Warner. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I just, yeah, and these are late round guys that you know people might might pass on.
1: So you uh, you said Ben Johnson is is a name that people want. Who who who's uh, some of those coaches that are behind him that they may be looking at as well.
2: Yeah, so I think of the guys they, they put in slips for, it was Ben Johnson, Dan Quinn, Bobby Sloick, um, Aaron Glenn, um, Mike McDonald, who they talked to last week, um, Anthony Weaver they talked to last week. Um, I think that's it. I think those are the ones that, that are confirmed to have slips, interview requests put in for a head coach. So <laughs> it could change. I mean, they can't they can't do in-person interviews until at least next week. Um so this this process will take some time.
1: You think any of these anybody on the the uh, current staff get a chance to hang around?
2: Um I think it depends on who they bring in. Yeah. Um you know, I, I, if it's Ben Johnson, you know, he's going to he's going to call the plays. Like I would think anyway, I shouldn't assume that, but I would think. So, you know, I can't really see a future for Eric Bienieme there if if he's going to, you know, be controlling the offense, but you know i i never i never want to root for people to lose their jobs ever. I mean that's just the, the hard reality of this league. But I, I think when you finish four and thirteen, yeah. you haven't had a winning season in seven years. Like I, I think you might need a full reset sweep. Yeah, sometimes it
1: looks like that. You know, just yeah, uh, people. I, I don't know, just getting that. Uh,
2: I do like Tavita Pritchard. I, I do think he's one. Just be. I, yeah, I think I, I he's one where lot. there's not enough on him to know like how far can he go i i think he's really intriguing i think he's well liked but again if you bring in a guy like ben johnson will he want to bring in you know a, a guy he is more familiar with especially for a position that's that important for this team
1: yeah I, i've i talked with Pavita a lot and i seem to have grown a lot of respect for him because
2: uh mm-hmm.
1: you know and then you gotta realize sometimes you teach us some stuff and people catch us sometimes they don't but it's right. not that you wasn't teaching it,
2: <laughs> right? You know, it's not. League. It's not all on the coordinators and the coaches. Yeah, there you go. It, the players got
1: to do it. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the ultimate thing. Where you know, I know some things went south, but early on, like early in the season, I, I mean, I saw a guy supposedly say everybody is down on the on everybody now about Sam, but early in the season we were saying he was the guy, and then at the end right. of the season he was the guy. So ultimately, I just think that sometimes some of that onus falls on the. uh on the, on the players as well.
2: Right. And I I, I have this conversation with John Connell all the time, but I feel like there's no gray area in the NFL. It's either you suck or you're great, right? <laughs> like, nobody wants to believe that there's, you know, context or nuance and, you know, it's it's this, but there's multiple factors. Nobody wants to hear that. Um, so, you know, the uh, opinions of players change day to day. You know, yeah. one day he's a Super Bowl contender, the next day he should be cut. So <laughs> it's – I'll tell I'll you, I
1: tell you, I tell you, they do that with players and coaches because I saw the uh, Eagles in the Super Bowl last year, and now they want to get rid of the coaching. They, right. they, they try to say, they, right. they, "I was thing they say Jalen Hurts, his de, his demeanor is not one that make that makes players follow." I'm like, I thought he was. His demeanor was what the players exactly. love because he never got up and never got down.
2: Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's it's whatever fits the narrative at the time, and I that's the part I kind of just like. I mean, I. Everybody wants a clear-cut solution. I get it, but there's not always one. Um, but yeah, it, it can change. It can change quickly. I mean, the fact that—and I get why he's getting asked these questions. I don't. I don't. I—I uh, I didn't have an issue with the question at all. I think it was a very appropriate question. But the fact that Mike Tomlin's job is in question after he just won his 17th consecutive, yeah. 17 consecutive winning seasons, and it's not like he's got a star quarterback back there. Like, yeah. You know, if they're questioning him, what what are we doing? Hey,
1: that's our new era, man. We're in the social yeah. media era. Everything is acts like uh, we 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 want we want you out or in. We don't want right. you to be to to just go medium. We want you out or in. That's it.
2: Exactly. There's no gray area. <laughs> you got to be great immediately, or we're done with you. I mean, imagine some of these great quarterbacks from the past. They would have never made it in this state and oh, in, no. in the league nowadays. No, because they wouldn't be allowed to have a crappy first year. No. LA would not be LA, you know. Yep. Peyton, I mean, those interceptions. Yep. God, where would he be?
1: <laughs> hey, <laughs> you gotta have some level of patience. But exactly. Uh, we appreciate you. And uh, I guess the new era of general manager led team starts again today. Yep. Yep.
2: <laughs> it will be interesting.
1: All right, Nikki. Thank you for thank you for giving us some time. All right. Thanks very much. All right, Nikki Javala joining us on the Backyard Guest line. Be Mitchell Philly, one oh six seven the fan. We'll
0: be back. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get Customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.
1: Hey, Mr. Finley. is brought to you by Rude HVAC Equipment. Head over to RUDE.com to find a contractor near you and available tax credits and rebates. That's R-U-U-D. And remember, if it ain't RUDE, it ain't right. Be Mitchell Finley is presented by John Leahy and the Fine Living Group as well. Let the MVP of DMV Real Estate sell your home for more. Visit johnsellsdmv.com. Well, on uh, February 2nd, 8 o'clock at the Bethesda Theater, you get to enjoy 106.7 The Fan versus Team 980 live. We'll be on the stage talking a lot about sports. Uh, It's going to be a friendly banter like you do with your family. Um, They are family. We are family to them. And we're going to all have our fun talking. And we will be having a little talk back and forth. Uh, It's going to be a little competition. But in the end, we all settle down and go home. See, you can get tickets today at BethesdaTheater.com. The tickets are going fast. So make sure you grab yours to come hang out with everybody from the junkies to be Mr. Finley, Grant and Danny. You got Kevin Sheehan. Mm-hmm. You got uh, Craig Hoffman. You got the Rooster over there, you Chris know. Russell. Yeah, oh, that's, that's Chris Russell.
3: Chris Russell, whose show starts at two on nine eighty.
1: But he's there at one o'clock.
3: He's here early. He's a uh, he's a go getter. <laughs> and you know, unlike today, uh, JP and Jeff will actually be at 106.7 six seven. Fan versus are we really sure? Yeah. Wow. About that, unless they can find Jeff some went excuse. From,
1: And needing a battery with all his lights and everything was working in his car. So now he said he needs a starter. What happened? We don't know. JP may still be in jury duty next week. We
3: don't know this. Do you think he actually had jury duty or do you think he just made up an excuse?
1: No, I truly think he did because uh, I remember when he had changed it because he had something going on. But I, I think he was, you know, people give you some horror stories about missing jury duty. And he was really, really worried about whether they have a warrant out for his arrest and stuff like that. You would love
3: that. <laughs> oh, that would have been so great.
1: <laughs> so I, I think he's serious about this one. And for him to dress up, this is the funny thing though. You trying not to get picked? Why would you walk in? He went in there suited and booted like he's such a nice guy. He should have came in there looking like old bum and they might throw him out of there. He could have came to work today.
3: Can you imagine if you were? you know, on trial, potentially facing jail time, and JP is the one deciding your fate? I mean, my God.
1: Yeah, that that might make you just say, hey, just give me whatever you got. I'm not yeah, worried about
3: it. I just, I, that's the <laughs> worst thing imaginable.
1: <laughs> that is absolutely funny. Well, we have four games coming up this weekend. All right? It is, it is coming down to the final two. And uh, eight, eight teams left, Texans and Ravens. That'll be on Saturday at 4.31. Packers and 49ers Saturday at 816. It's weird how they get these little strange times out there. Bucks and Lions uh, Sunday at 301, and the Chiefs at the Bills, Sunday, uh 631. You got a minus eight and a half, Ravens a favorite, minus nine and a half, 49ers are favorite, uh, minus six, the Lions are favorite, and then minus two and a half. Every home team is favorite. I know in that first round every year a home team always loses badly that was dallas this time the division round normally seems to change it up a little bit but i don't know if all i don't know if it's going to be a clean sweep with home teams if you had to look at them landfill what team you see at home losing oh. and and i even by the spread cuz i think the Ravens and the 49ers can easily probably go out and do that but right. they can also not they can win and not cover the spread but the Bucks, Lions, and the Chiefs, Bills, those two are a little different.
3: Yeah, I, the one that really jumped out to me was the Bills. It's just they're, they're facing the Chiefs, and I know this has been a down year for the Chiefs, but they still have Patrick Mahomes, and I don't think you can – I mean, I'm just never going to count a team that has Patrick Mahomes out. They're capable of going out there and beating anybody – and, look, I think you saw with the Bills yesterday. They jumped out to that big lead, and then they kind of played like crap for a couple of quarters. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just what their team is. It's it's inconsistent. It's up and down, even within games. Um, so if it
1: wasn't Mason Rudolph, they'd have a problem.
3: Yeah, yeah. If if they were playing against a competent quarterback, they could have been in real trouble in that game. And uh, Patrick Mahomes is definitely a competent quarterback. So if I had to pick one, I would say that it would be the Bills. Um, I think the Bills still have a good shot at winning that game. But if there's if there's one home team... That uh, I would think has a shot at losing, it would be the Bills. I, I would say this defensive backs, <laughs> if Josh Allen is running and he's not on the ground, hit him.
1: Because yesterday when he slowed up, he caused that defense to damn near stop and then he took off on him. You you gotta, he is a guy who doesn't really care.
3: And if he doesn't care, you need to hit him like you don't care. Well, I mean, all these guys are afraid of getting, uh, you know, unnecessary roughness uh, penalties for touching quarterbacks. These quarterbacks running, when they run out there, if they don't slide, hit them.
1: Yeah. Because I think when he went to stop, he never, ever ducked or went to stoop as he was sliding. He was standing straight up and down. I would have ran right through him. And I, I know people out there understand how things, I know what the thing, people change, but football is football still. You can get hurt, okay? And if a guy's gonna go out there and keep running and being reckless, make him think twice about being reckless anymore. But as I look at these games, the best game, I'm, I'm, listen, man. Ah, the Ravens Texans to me, I believe the Ravens defense is not going to be out of whack like, uh, like Cleveland's defense was. I think that they should be able to get more pressure, uh but I, the packers 49ers for some reason that game is sitting out there to me. Now I understand what the 49ers can do, but I watched the packers the other day. They were getting pressure on that. And that offensive line of Dallas is good. And Preston Smith and his crew, they were getting pressure. I believe that they should be able to get some pressure on Brock Purdy and they were stout enough with the run. It's just it's going to come down to which quarterback to me plays the best. And 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 now, Love's gonna be tested because that defense is loaded.
3: So, but I'm, I'm I'm expecting that game over all of them to be the absolute best one. That was the one that jumped out to me too. I think you have the the Shanahan system and Purdy there, and then you've got Jordan Love. Who, I mean, I still don't really know what to make of him. Obviously, he he definitely exceeded my expectations this year. I I really kind of expected it to go disastrously, yeah. but I mean. That guy's looking like the, the Packers did it again. They got themselves another quarterback. I just don't know uh, quite, quite yet how good he is there. But uh, seeing him against that that defense in San Francisco, I think that is going to be the best game too. Actually, I, I think all the games are, are looking at least on paper it's like they're going to be good. Yeah, you know, it, it, yeah.
1: Playoff football is is, is the absolute best because like that's it. Normally, we saying that normally you see players going out there risking it all. Clearly, the Eagles didn't do that yesterday. They they were trying to make sure they got wherever they were going healthy. But uh, I am expecting them to just let it all hang out. And I'm listen. I'm a, I'm there to watch all four games. You know, sometimes I'll watch one game and I wouldn't care about the next one. But this is a good lineup. I, I want to see if C.J. Stroud can continue playing well. But I also want to see Lamar get over that hump. Um, watching that team early in the season. I didn't see what I'm seeing from them defensively. But their defensive line coach got those boys playing. That defense, is they are ball hawks. They will hit you. And I'm going to see how the Texans react with that. Um, next game, we jumped out to the Bucs and the Lions on Sunday at 3 o'clock. That game right there, you're talking about Ty Bowles with that defensive mindset. They were wrecking the Eagles. Okay. And I know AJ Brown wasn't there, but they were wrecking them. And I'm going to see now we got line, we got uh Dan Campbell and his crew. Former player, former player. You know? And, and I know that not one of those guys are gonna shy away or back down from a, a toughness, and their teams seem to be like them per se. You know, Todd is very methodical. Dan is just
3: out there. I'm looking for that game. If there's one team that I could see disappointing it would be the Bucs. I mean, they were playing uh, against the Eagles defense and, and the the effort that the Eagles defense was putting in, that was like a I'm trying to get the coach fired level of effort. That's what the the Eagles DBs were doing. And you know, if you know one thing about the Lions, it's that they're going to go out there and try. Like yeah. they're going to that I mean, they're going to put in the effort there that the um the Bucks just didn't see uh-huh. uh, in the first round. So that's the thing that would make me uh a potential for, for a big disappointment there. So they're let down. I think it could be. But Baker, man, he's playing much better this year. He's still Baker Mayfield, though. He's still <laughs> what, Baker. What does that mean? You know what that means. I mean, he got cut in the middle of last season, B. So you're saying he's a he's a roller coaster ride? He got cut in the middle of last season. He's a roller coaster ride? Yeah. He he can go down the He can go way down into the valley real he's quick. He's one of those roller coasters that goes underground. He right. got cut in the middle of last season. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you're totally right.
3: Now he's starting the playoffs. But he, he may have, may have
1: found the light. Some people have to go down in the dumps to be able to figure out what they're doing wrong. And maybe, just maybe, being cut like that, it made him visualize and come up with the mindset that I have to do things a little better and differently. And now he has it. We'll see. We'll see.
3: <laughs> you don't seem to believe that he can do it, though. No, come on. I believed in Baker Mayfield after his rookie year, and it did not go well. And I am I am not a Baker Mayfield believer. The potential worst thing, though, if he if he plays well this weekend, is we start seeing him on all those insurance co- commercials again. When he was just on every NFL commercial. He, he's
1: good in the commercials, though.
3: Better at commercials than He's he is a, a quarterback.
1: He's a damn good actor in the, in the commercials. So I'm I, i, I I'm cool with them on that. I don't have a problem with that with that field. But everybody be ready, and we'll talk about it all week as we get you ready, and we'll continue talking to you about things that are happening here with our own Washington Commanders uh, press conference today. I'll bring that up to you again, Adam Peters. It will be live on Grant and Danny's show, So make sure you stay right here, 106.7 The Fan. You'll get to hear every word from start to finish. Adam Peters introductory press conference. Right here on 106.7 The Fan at 2 o'clock. Tune in. Be Mitchell Finley, 106.7 The Fan. Landfill, we got through it. One half of the show was here today. Landfill, myself. JP doing his uh, civic duty.
3: Jury duty. Jeff. We don't know what the hell Jeff is doing. How many times do you think the judge had to remind JP of the rules? Uh, all day. Like more than the rest of the jurors combined? Probably so. Yeah. Because they, they asked him a question, he probably said, ah, ah, ah. wait.
1: <laughs> but nah, nah, you know, he, he got to handle his duty and uh, we don't mind taking care of him. We just, Jeff, we don't really know what Jeff really was talking about today. You know, because like we started off with a guy that says battery was dead and then we could hear the car seal dinging and see the lights on. And now it went from a battery to a, ch- uh, a starter now. So we all find out. But we had a good show. Brought through Nate. want to thank him. He also did extra work last night at 12 o'clock, writing articles about certain things that are going on on social media. Uh, Mitch Tisner and Nikki Javal, who's always very good, came on and joined us. And uh, those guys will be, I'm sure, paying a lot of attention to um, – Adam Peters in his uh, introductory press press conference, which you can find right here. As soon as we get off air, they're going to be getting everything set up to bring that to you at 2 o'clock. Grant and Danny will uh, be having that.
3: Um, we also had Ike Reese talking about the uh, meltdown forgot, in Philly. Yeah,
1: I forgot Ike. We had to get Ike late because we saw we were listening to some radio stuff in Philly, and they are going hard in the paint up there. And then we decide we'll go get him, and Ike came in and took care of us. Um, I'm going to miss it because I have a meeting. I'm gonna miss the press conference, so I'm gonna have to get right back and listen to it. I'm gonna put it on my phone. Yeah, I do. When they put it up, I'll put it up. Are they gonna have it? They gonna stream it like they normally do? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll make sure I do that.
3: But it is what it is. Maybe somebody somebody should ask Adam Peters if he intends to trade the guy they take second overall this year uh, for a third round pick in four seasons. Maybe that'll happen. Do what? If they intend to trade him for a third-round pick like they did the last time, they took a guy second overall.
1: Trade who for a third-round pick?
3: The guy they take second overall.
1: Oh. <laughs> so you're going to ask questions
3: about all the things that happened previously. Mm-hmm. Will they try to follow suit? I, it has. The second I, overall pick hasn't been kind to this I team. I could probably answer it for you. No, it ain't going to happen. It hasn't been kind to this team, Mitch Was Robert second? He was the second overall pick. And then one of the picks they traded for Robert became the second overall pick. Chase? No, the, the pick that went to the Rams or something—that would have been the second overall pick. Mm. Didn't have that one. The Chase pick was the second overall pick. I think Chris Samuels was the last good pick they took. They had second overall. Wow. Or maybe they took Levar second. I think things are going to be working in for uh, the good now. I believe. I'm optimistic.
1: I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, optimistic. Well, this uh, is only two of us, Landfill. Let's see if we can uh, make some bets. All right, Lanfield, where are you going? Which which country are you going to vote, I mean, bet on the day?
3: Uh, I'm going to go to Canada because okay. they play a lot of hockey in Canada. Okay, and who are you taking? I am taking a parlay. I'm taking the Canada parlay. I'm taking the Winnipeg Jets to beat the Islanders. Uh, I'm taking that money line, and then I'm also taking the Ottawa Senators to beat the Avalanche. Canada parlay. All
1: right, well, what I'm going to do is uh, we're going to take this thing to uh, L.A., and I'm going to take plus six and a half, OKC,
3: and the over. Over and plus six Yeah, for OKC. What's the over? What's the, what's the total? 235.5. All right. I mean, I guess they don't really play defense in the NBA anymore. Well, 235.5 is a lot of points. Well, you look at the other
1: team, 243.5 is over. I'm, I'm looking at a hunch because, like, I've been looking at the games lately and everybody is, like, the Sixers-Rockies, that was yeah. 239 points. The Pelicans and the Mavericks was 245 points.
3: It's just wild to me going back and watching some of the games in the NBA, like when I was growing up, it would be reasonable for a team to score 82 points in a game. Orlando and uh, New York, 98-94. <laughs> <laughs> if, you score, if you score 82 points in a game, these days, like somebody gets fired, that's just completely they unacceptable. They do that in
1: halves these these days. Yeah, they can do it in a half. So you know, we 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 don't know. It's just basketball has changed. No defense whatsoever.
3: Defense is boring anyway. Somewhat, somewhat. scoring is good.
1: But yep, want to thank everybody who joined us on on the show today. Everybody that called in, thank you for participating. Um, <laughs> I am looking look, look up on uh, what's it called right now on McAfee. Are you serious? <laughs>
3: your tweet. That's your tweet, B.
1: Oh, boy. It was funny to me. I had fun with it. It was all good. We're going to take a break here. We're going to be out. Have a great one. Uh I want you all to have a great night. Be safe if you're traveling out there. Let's just know all those roads that are wet are going to get icy later on. Take care of yourselves. Be s- And uh we'll see you tomorrow you Mr. Finney, 106.7 The Fan. Hopefully all four guys will be here tomorrow. Peace.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds?